Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Who's lightning? Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everyone. 9.04 the time. Final hour for us today here on Sports 56 Mornings. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We are in the Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. Family Leisure, the world's biggest spa sale, continues at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Currently 49 degrees and sunny. We're looking at a high of 66 today. Tonight, a low of about 48 with generally fair skies. We've talked plenty of college football. Our first hour dedicated to the Memphis-Tulane game from Friday. We have taken your calls and texts. We'll continue to do that in hour number three, but we will get into the NFL. <clears throat> Excuse me, the NFL. We will get into some Major League Baseball as well. Talk briefly about the Grizzlies who have one more preseason game to go before opening up the regular season a week from this Wednesday. I was looking at this tweet during the, during the break this comes from the uh, Field of 68 it's college basketball uh, follow. Jeff Goodman, I think it's Jeff Goodman's deal. But he posts the Almanacs. They have an Almanac posting the top 100 players for the college basketball season, what they perceive to be the top 100 players. The top five, according to the Almanac, are all centers. One is listed as a forward, but he's a forward slash center. All bigs. Maybe it's the year of the bigs in college basketball. Number five. From UConn, Donovan Klingon. Number four, Ryan Kalkbrenner from Creighton. Number three, Hunter Dickinson from Kansas, the old Michigan Wolverine. Number two, Kyle Filipowski from Duke, who's the forward slash center. And number one, back for another year, Zach Eady from Purdue. That's their five best players in college basketball? Yes, yes. All bigs. And all white. Wow! I didn't notice that until you said that. <laughs> there is no way the big, <laughs> that is accurate. It's, it's the year of the big white man. man. That's why I was like, this is the best five players, this is the best five white players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have figured out how to defend Edie in the postseason, right? Although he did everything I guess he could and his teammates didn't do much when Purdue gets to the postseason, which is you know normally the case. Filipowski's really good. Dickinson is a bit overrated. I don't know Kalkbrenner, to be honest with you. And Klingon, we know how good he was, but he had Sonomo next to him at UConn. That's what, when I was talking, when we always get into that discussion about bigs, that you really need a big. Well, you don't necessarily always need one, but with Connecticut, it worked having Klingon and Sonomo on their front line, but they had some great players, obviously, in their backcourt as well. All right, let's talk some NFL. Week number six, we have one more game to go tonight. Eli's Cowboys and the Chadges. Starting at uh, 7 o'clock with the pregame right here on Sports 56. The third and final game from London in the London series saw the Titans lose to the Ravens 24-16. Titans now 2-4, the Ravens 4-2. With the Titans, that's 24 straight games scoring less than 30 points. Ryan Tannehill, who's been awful, gets hurt. He's replaced by Malik Willis. The only positive is their kicker, Nick Folk, who's now hit 70 straight field goals under 40 yards in distance. But the Titans are a mess. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and I don't, you know, I wonder at some point, do they try Will Levis? Um, or do they just turn it or do they believe in Willis still? 
maybe make I, I don't know I don't know where you're going right now with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. This team's not good enough to do anything. Right. So is it really what's the purpose of having Tannehill continue to be your quarterback? Or do you want to get a look at both of the young guys to try and figure out what your future is at that position? Well, it'll be interesting what Rand Carthon wants to do through maybe ownership. Because Mike Vrabel, I think, is going to be very hard to twist his arm and say, all right, pull the plug on this season. It's over. But I don't know Vrabel. Maybe he's thinking that as well, that let's let's see what the young guys can do. Because I think it's not only a legitimate question, I think it's a question that they should seriously consider and end up maybe in another game, another loss, and I don't know who they play this week, because they are playing. They're, they have elected to play. No, 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 they're at the bye, right? I think they elected to take a bye, and the Ravens elected to play this upcoming week. It's a choice of the team when they go to England. Um, so I think the Titans have a bye. But maybe they want to go one more game, see what happens with Tannehill, if he's healthy, and then go from there. But if he's hurt, first of all, he's not going to play. I think it would be smart to give Malik Willis a try. Malik got some action, obviously, last year. And then if Willis, after getting three, four, five games, if it doesn't improve, maybe try Will Levis. you got to pull out all, all stops. It's not like this is a good team. They're not going to the postseason, but you got to see what you have in your quarterbacks for the future. They do have a bye, so this would be a good opportunity if you wanted to make a switch. Now, it might be too early at 2-4 and four for them to, to admit that, but um, they, need to be, they, they, need, they probably just need a reality check. This team just isn't good enough um, to do anything of any consequence. No, no, you're right. Uh, AFC South battle between the Jags and the Colts. It was the Jags winning 37 to 20. They improved to four and two. The Colts fall to three and three. The Colts certainly missed Anthony um, Richardson, who could be facing season ending surgery, which is horrible. Gardner Minshew, who people say, oh, he's great. What are you? you have the best backup in three picks. Jags' ninth straight win in the series against the Colts at home. They've dominated in Jacksonville. They own them. They own even when the Jags were bad and the Colts were good. They still owned them. Now it's, it's switched, and certainly they own them now. Uh, Travis Etienne has been playing extremely well here. He's, he he's kind of got it going now. And if they add that element in there um, with what they did, you know, with the receiver position now with Ridley and Kirk, and then you know Evan Ingram, the former Ole Miss Rebel, very good at the tight end position. Um, that offense can be really, really tough to defend. You don't get more mediocre, than, uh, mediocre, excuse me, mediocre, mediocre than the Commanders and the Falcons in the battle of mediocrity. Twenty-four uh, sixteen, Commanders win in Atlanta. Both teams three and three. Sam Howell had a nice game with three touchdown passes. Uh, Bengals beat the Seahawks seventeen thirteen. They're three and three, but on the rise. The Seahawks now three and two. Joe Burrow a couple of touchdown passes. Geno Smith in a good solid game. Seahawks are a good team. This is one for the Bengals that they need it. They're starting to get into the groove as Burrow gets healthier, so look out for the Bengals. Yeah, and the Seahawks had a, a lot of opportunities in this game, um, and they just kept they kept getting in the red zone and couldn't convert, couldn't score. Geno Smith throwing interceptions. Um, they, I mean, they probably should have won the game and just could not do anything when they got into the red zone. Yeah, I, I still think. You know, Gino's their best answer. It's not true. Locke, and he proved it last year. But yeah, that was uh, 
A couple of bad decisions um, that they turned into INTs. The Dolphins just continue to be the fun team to watch in, in the NFL with that offense. They put up 42. They double up the Panthers 42-21 to improve to 5-1. and Panthers still winless at 0-6. But in this game, the Dolphins trailed 14 to nothing, then outscored the Panthers 42-7 the rest of the way. The numbers that Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill were putting up are just... I think Mostert's got 11 touchdowns now. And we're week except when, I, except when I bet him he didn't score. We're through six weeks of the season. Dude's got 11 touchdowns. And Hill, like, Hill every week seems like is 150 yards. Yeah. Um, I think he's got four games, four of the six. He's gone over 150 yards and a touchdown. And they lost the other guy, the running. Uh, who's the guy they just lost? The injury. A-Chan. Yeah, A-Chan. And he it, was producing. It is, um, that offense, whew, it is. You talk about speed, man. <laughs> they got it. And speed kills. That it does with that team. They are they are crazy fast. By the way, did you see the video of Tyreek Hill bringing that football to that guy's workplace or home, wherever it was? Do you know what I'm talking about? I did not. So Tyreek Hill last game, not this past game, the last game before that, he had scored a touchdown and he went into the audience right to, not into the audience, but he, he was right up to the stands and was trying to give the ball to his mother. Mm-hmm. And the guy stood up and he was trying to, and he's like taking the ball. And then everything was like, what are you doing here? And then he realized that the mom was behind him and he gave him the ball. Tyreek Hill autographed the football, brought it to this guy because he knew in the end that this guy, he just... Wasn't he didn't know his mom was behind him. He wasn't stealing the ball from his mom. He brought him a football. The guy couldn't have been um, more like shocked to see Tyreek Hill. And then he said, "You know, I just want you know." A lot of people were like get critical of me that I was trying to steal it from his mother. I was not. He goes, "Anytime the best player in the NFL is trying to throw a football up in the stands, I'm getting up." And I'm trying to catch that football, and that's what exactly I was doing. And Tyreek Hill said, and he goes, yeah, he goes, it was, it was never this guy's fault. He was never trying to steal it from my mom. I mean, it was so cool to be able to do something like that. It's always nice to see those type of stories. Beats uh, that kind of slapping a man out of marina. <laughs> okay, you had to bring that up. Well, Ty- Tyreek, totally thought I like Tyreek doesn't have any things in his past. I didn't. I didn't say he Ty- did, Tyreek's had some issues. I didn't say he was a saint. I just said it was nice to see something like this, uh, where he gave this to the fan. Vikings beat the Bears nineteen to thirteen. They're two and four. The Bears are one and five. Justin Fields gets hurt, dislocated thumb. This happened in the third quarter. Uh, Jordan Hicks from Minnesota had a forty-two yard scoop and score. I don't know if there's, if there's much to say about this one. <laughs> no, nah, and it's... Um, the Shane Coast Fields was coming off a really good game, and a Bears win. We'd thrown four touchdowns in each of the last two games, I believe it was. Um, yeah, he just... you know, I, And I don't even... this The the badgent dude who's from... Never heard of the guy. Where's he? He's, he's from... To, Parts like, unknown. New Hampshire, maybe? It's like a Division two school, I, I want to say. Uh... Like I don't. If they got to turn to him for a while, yeesh. which is I'm not a bad thing. Bob Avellini not available. The Bears are still on track to have the top two picks of the draft, so they're that it could work out very well for them. Now the problem for them, if Fields has the best time, they need if they're gonna have the top two picks of the draft. They need to make a decision on Justin Fields, and that I don't. They need him playing to probably maybe make that decision. All right, let's get to one of the two shockers, and that was the Browns beating the 49ers 19. 19- to 17. Now, if you were with us on Friday, 
Brandon Lang and his girlfriend's slap game of the week was Cleveland. Plus, what was it, nine and a half? Take the Cleveland Browns. I can't even imagine that he even believed or she believed that the Browns were going to win this game outright. They did. Browns now 3-2. and two, Really good defense, and they showed it in this game. But no Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, got medical clearance and still did not play. The 49ers now 5-1 and one with their first loss. But what an upset. An absolute shocker. That's the first loss for Brock Purdy as the 49ers starting quarterback. Jake Moody had a chance to win it for San Francisco. Misses the 41-yard field goal with six seconds left. Christian McCaffrey went down with an injury. You had uh, Debo Samuel go down with an injury. A horrible, horrible game for San Francisco. But that was one that at least Brandon and maybe some others thought they could possibly be in trouble coming all the way from out west to Cleveland, maybe not giving much credit to Cleveland, who started P.J. Walker at quarterback instead of Deshaun Watson. Real shocker in the NFL. Yeah, that Browns defense, they are legit. Um, you know, Brock Purdy had looked, I mean, basically like perfect for the most part. Certainly against the Cowboys he did. But for the most part of this year, they made him look bad. He was he they had no chance. And obviously, when you lose McCaffrey, you lose Debo Samuel, that offense becomes a whole different beast. They are the two guys that make that offense go in a lot of ways because of their versatility. And their speed. And it, it makes it so hard to try and guard when you got two guys who line up in the backfield or can line up as receivers and you're trying to figure out matchups against them. Yep. But Purdy, this was by far the worst game he's played. He just, uh, it, it looked, they the pressure, everything else was problems for him. And uh, they made him look very, very human um, in this one. And we'll see what the situation is with McCaffrey and Debo Samuel going forward. Um, I don't think either one's supposed to be a serious injury, but we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, for McCaffrey, he's had a history of injuries in the NFL. so And they they give him the ball a lot. And that's one of the concerns they had was, are they were not. He still did get a touchdown in the game, which I believe that's the streak going. 15 straight games now that he's had a touchdown. But mm-hmm. those two guys, the health of those two guys moving forward is huge for San Francisco. Texans beat the Saints 20 to 13, both teams 3 and 3. The Texans and Texans have been a lot better than I think people thought in D'Amico Ryan's first year, but he has them believing CJ Stroud is really good. 13 to 27 is not the greatest percentage, but 199, two touchdowns, one pick. He's really what is that that's not his first pick, is it? Yes. It is his first pick. So finally the streak ends. But to have the start to his career that he's had with just the one interception is pretty amazing as a rookie learning the NFL game. The Raiders beat the Patriots 21-17 to despite Jimmy G lost to a back injury. Brian Hoyer, who's 57 years of age, comes in the game. He goes 6-10 of 10 for 102 yards. The Raiders, as I said, 3-3. Three and three. The Patriots now 1-5 for the first time since 1995. Yeah, they scored. At least they scored some touchdowns. That's, they, Not many, they, they but... made that progress, mm-hmm. but you know they get the ball back late with a chance to go down, kick a field goal, and win it. They give up a safety. Their offensive line is a train wreck. Nobody could block Max Crosby. Um, not that many people on the NFL can, but they. Um, they get the safety at the end. It's uh, it's 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 a rough situation for old Bill Belichick and company. There's just not much there right now. Does it matter if it's Mac Jones or Bailey dude, Zappi or dude, Steve Grogan? Does it matter? I was listening to some of the their radio broadcasts. Scott Zolak. Oh yeah, former Chirp. Oh chirp. my goodness, <laughs> dude. He every was he crushing them. He he goes off on their offense. 
Like it, like stuff. It doesn't even matter. Like he just is kind. Of, he's like, he's like, what? Are, we're lining up with a pistol. We don't run the. Like he just goes crazy. He. I mean, I, I can't even believe how harsh he is on their offensive play calling and everything else. Like it is. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised gonna, Belichick I, doesn't. I'm sure he's caught wind of his criticism. It is like he's constantly talking about what in the world are we doing here? Why just line up and run the football? Like what? He just goes off on their offensive play calling. Well, it's just it's it, at the end when they gave up the safety, he's going off again. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, for for that to be the hometown announcing team. Yeah. That's as harsh, I think, as I've ever heard anybody. He just was going. Now, granted, they hadn't scored a touchdown the last two games, so there's a lot of criticism well, you they can have for their offense. It, but yes, you got to. I was just like, man, yes. I can't believe that they even allow him to do this at that with the way he was. Surprise with Belichick and Robert Kraft. Uh, Lions beat the Buccaneers 20-6. What a job by Detroit's defense against uh, Baker Mayfield and company on the road. They're now 5-1. and one. The Bucs are 3-2. and two. Jared Goff I would imagine is going to get a lot of MVP consideration. 353 yards and two touchdown passes for Goff. He got his band. Amon Ross St. Brown is the most, like, maybe underrated dude in the mm-hmm. NFL. That dude mm-hmm. is an absolute catch machine when he plays. And they got him back from injury, and all he does is go for 12 catches, 124 yards, and a touchdown. The dude is, is unbelievable. Like, he just, every time he's on the field, he's open. And Goff loves throwing to him because he's always open. Yeah, consistently open. Rams beat the Cardinals 26 to 9. They're three and three cards, one and five. Kyron Williams, 20 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. As the Rams found their running game. And in the uh, passing game, Cooper Cup, healthy, seven catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Puka, Puka it, only had like four catches in only, this game. Only four for Puka? Dude, that's 50 catches. Where we've played six weeks of the season. He has 50 catches. Would you give, right now, would you give rookie of the year to, and there's guys probably that are not off the top of my head here I could think of, but Stroud, Puka, who else out there right now is a rook? I mean, like, I, you got to do it right now. Is I mean, Puka, it's amazing to have dude, that many catches. Got, I mean, he's on pace for like nearly 150 catches. <laughs> Look, I, how, I haven't watched him, though. How I, many are like little drop-offs? Are, are they over the middle? What, like, what are we seeing here with Puka's catches? I mean, he, I mean, he does a little bit of everything, but I mean, I don't care. 50 catches in six games. You've played six games your football NFL career. Yeah. It, you it, 50 catches. Talk about making an impact. How about this one, folks? Jets 20, Eagles 14, Eagles 5-1, and one, Jets 3-3, three and three, the Dolphins 73, undefeated team. I think it was 73, right? 72 or 73. Whoever's left still alive, popping open the champagne because there are no more unbeatens in the NFL after week six. We're not even complete week six yet. No more unbeatens. The Jets win it. Um, Brees Hall with an eight-yard touchdown run with a buck 46 left. Tony Adams with an interception of Jalen Hurts to wrap it up. Hurts had three picks. The Jets rallied from 11 down. Was uh, was Tay-Tay there? Was Taylor at the game with, with Travis to watch uh, brother Jason? I have no idea. Zach, any word on that one? No, not that I know of. I know they were at Saturday Night Live and at the after party, but oh, the word were? was, yeah, the word was they were going to be at Jason's at the game. Maybe they were incognito. They sure are taking this act really far. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, Jets beat the Eagles 20-14. to 14. How about that? Jalen Hurts was terrible. Lost the game for him. Which is rare. 
He's been good. really, He's really been good. good. He was he was bad. Like yeah. at that last interception, you can't throw an interception there. You just cannot throw an interception in that situation. You 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 had the lead. You just you can you have to protect the football in that situation. You can't throw that interception. He was he was awful and lost the game for them. Yeah, look, they've been um, aided by big leads and really not pressure situations coming down to the wire. And you're facing a Jets team that people have written off because of Rodgers. I don't think the Jets are going to the Super Bowl, but they have a great defense. And when you throw in a Brees Hall who can run the ball, Dalvin Cook who was picked up, they got some, as long as Zach Wilson isn't losing games for you, if he's just being serviceable, you have a chance to get into the postseason. And then finally, <laughs> the I, Buff- don't, I don't like those chances to get into the postseason. I don't know. There's still a chance. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't best, count. They're not going to finish above third in their division. I, I know, but I wouldn't completely count them out. Bills beat the Giants 14-9. I chuckled because the Giants have had so many issues. Daniel Jones not able to play. Tyrod Taylor's playing. The Bills were down 6 to nothing in the fourth quarter of an NFL game. 6 to nothing. But the Giants' defense, which was great all game long, gives up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to the Bills, who win it 14-9. A couple of touchdown passes by Josh Allen. He ended up 19-30. 169, two touchdowns and a pick. There's there's something off a little bit about the Bills, but they figured it out. They get the win. They're four and two. Giants are one and five. They did get Saquon Barkley back, 24 totes, 93 yards, but again, no Daniel Jones. And that was one. <laughs> Brian Dayball, man, thought he was just gonna like implode. Well, the end of that play, the end, the play at the end of the first half was a I I still don't even and his explanation, he didn't really he he clearly didn't really want to talk about it, so he didn't. Have it. Well, he's annoyed with a Taylor. I can tell you that much. Well, it's just—I mean—you can't run the ball there. Like you just can't run the ball. And he said there, there was an alert to a run, and we didn't get it off or something. And it was—it didn't. I don't know if it was Taylor that completely screwed it up, or I don't know how. There should never be in that situation. Run shouldn't even be a possibility. Like everybody should be on the same page of like, listen, you understand if. No matter what look they give us, we are not running the football here. You're not running it. You're not handing it off. You either find it, we throw the pass or throw it away. away. Because we should get at least two plays off with a chance to score a touchdown. And if we don't, then we're going to get the field goal. You just cannot, like at an NFL level, Mistakes like that can't be made. Like that's just that's just absolutely well, it's a, horrendous. It's a veteran quarterback, number one. Number two, if if that was a option on the play call, that's horrible. Why that would even be in there is ridiculous. And also, if he improvised or audible to a run, then that's just an egregious mistake by a veteran quarterback. All right, tonight you got the Cowboys and the Chargers, as I mentioned. We'll have it for you right here on Sports Fifty Six, beginning with the pregame at seven. Cowboys three and two, Chargers at two. And two. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue, if you're watching football, any sporting event, or just anything in life, whether, uh, whether it's uh, lunch or dinner, Corky's is a great option. You can dine in at any of their four establishments. You can carry out that great barbecue, go through the drive through no contact delivery, have any of the services like DoorDash delivered to your home or office, and they will cater events. Football games, sporting events, other activities, maybe you have a a little anniversary get-together, family reunion. They'll take care of that for you. Start you as low as $8.99 per person for that delicious slow-smoked barbecue. The pulled pork, the ribs, 
I love the barbecue nachos, the cheese and sausage plates. Went there last week, in fact. You like the tamales? They have great tamales and award-winning catfish plates as well, plus hamburgers and spaghetti. The best rolls in town. Four convenient locations in the Mid-South, Poplar Avenue in Memphis, Poplar Avenue in Collierville, Germantown Parkway in Cordova, and Goodman Road in Olive Branch. They have lunch specials every day and party packs that start at just $7.49. Pick up a couple of Corky's gift cards while you're in there. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue. You can reserve your private party room today at either the Cordova or the Olive Branch location. Just give them a call. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue, open for lunch and dinner, seven days a week. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Power is everything. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Raider Corey texts in on the Sports 56 listener line, 901-360-8255. Says... A win is a win, but the defense won these past two games. The offense still hasn't scored 20 points. And remember, not a single team was looking at McDaniels as a head coach. The Raiders are winning in spite of him and not because of him. Shout out to the defense and Max for covering my two-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, that is a, if you had the Raiders minus two-and-a-half, that, uh, that is one lucky win. To get the safety for the cover um, is the rare, rarest of backdoors, the, the safety cover. Um, yeah, Josh, I, I still do. I don't believe Josh McDaniels is a head coach. Like he's just not, I think he's maybe a heck of an offensive coordinator. I just don't think he is a head coach and their offense. If if Garoppolo's out for a while, ugh. the offense isn't good with him. Really? Without him, if you're trotting Brian Hoyer out there, good luck. By the way, you were talking earlier about Scott Zolak and how critical he was and, you know, a lot of times if a analyst or a play-by-play gets critical, they end up getting in trouble and all that that whole deal. But how honest and open you want to be as opposed to, you know, being more uh, easy on your comments. Let's just put it that way as far as being critical of the team. What did you think of Steve Smith Sr. and his comments of Jerry Judy? Uh, what did, I did not see what he said about Jerry Judy. Oh man, he just went. He destroyed the guy. You, you like talking about teams that they should never trade for him. All I mean, just going at it uh, about how bad he is. And then Judy responded, and then and then um, Smith, you know, continued on with it. I mean, it's just the point is that these analysts, especially the former players, feel that they can be incredibly critical and downright personal. Um, towards these players because they played the game. And so it's a fine line. I, I want to hear that openness. I don't want them to sugarcoat it, but I, I don't like if they're destroying somebody, talking about maybe the people, uh, the, the particular player as human beings as opposed to just football players. I'm getting real criti- critical personally. Um, I, I think we've kind of taken a a step beyond that line, that fine line. So, but I think that's going to continue to be a trend. Is you can get more and more and more and more former athletes 
not only as analysts, but even uh, more as play-by-play announcers as well as we move forward. One so other, I have, I have a clip of Steve Smith. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And he got a different reaction. I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. Just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right. And then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and ask him, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Wow. Wow. I, I, he's, I mean, he's I heard right some about, of that. I didn't he, hear all of it. He's right about Jerry Judy as a receiver. Oh, I know. Jerry Judy I, has not been I know, but, nearly what he was supposed to be. But that's what I'm saying. Now, Judy's reaction, yeah, obviously. He, I don't know. I mean, if, if Judy had that reaction, and again, I don't, that's, I don't. If Judy had that reaction, I could understand why he might be upset. But yes, but what he said, certainly. But then Smith takes it, and then he keeps saying, "You know, I'm not, I, I apologize to him." Yet he continues to, um, he, he continues to go at it. He continues to say that he's an average receiver that I wouldn't trade for him because he's upset at how he responded to him, but. That's that fine line I'm talking about. You cross that fine line, these athletes feel that they can be as critical as they want about the players and that the players will just accept that as constructive criticism. Now, again, Judy's reaction to it went, uh, that crossed the line. But, you know, if he, t- he turned around to Steve T. Smith and he said, listen, man, what you said, that's a bunch of BS. It's off base. I don't like what you were saying about me. Smith would have still went off on him just like he did right there. So, again, that's that former player feeling that they have the liberty to do whatever they want and say whatever they want. I think this is more on originally I know what Steve Smith was trying to say, but I think that he he extended that whole riff in my opinion. I don't I don't I don't have I mean I don't think there was anything personal. You don't have a pay, I mean he went off saying I would never trade for all this stuff going off for him at the end cuz he was he was mad that he responded to him the way he did. He was mad. He was upset. He, he said, what he I, called. I told you that wasn't Trevor because he can't handle constructive criticism. That wasn't constructive. I don't know. I mean, we'll, I, if, I we'll mean, agree to disagree on that one. Steve I, Smith was a great wide receiver in the NFL. He was. If I'm Jerry Judy, I might be wanting to ask I, Steve Smith. You may want Steve, to. Steve Smith, at t- a tiny size, Jerry Judy has way more physical 
attributes than Steve Smith did. Steve Smith was a great NFL receiver. He might want to ask Steve Smith about how to help him. He may want to, but also it's it's you know you don't you don't have to genuflect in front of all these great wide receivers just because they want to say something about you, especially if it's negative. I can see you getting upset. Now he goes overboard in the way he got upset and the way he responded to it was incredibly immature. And then Steve Smith comes back and and just continues to poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear, bear with more what I thought was immaturity. And he's got to be the guy that sets the example as the broadcaster, the professional broadcaster, not the athlete that is reactionary to what was said. All right, Major League Baseball playoffs. Underway the championship series last night, the All-Texas Affair. The Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros, the Astros in the ALCS for a seventh straight year, and the Rangers get the Game 1 win last night, 2 to nothing. In a great pitcher's duel, Jordan Montgomery goes six and a third, gives up five hits, one walk, six strikeouts. The relievers come in. They finish the deal. They keep those hot Houston Astros bats at bay, and Texas draws first blood. Jordan Montgomery has been terrific since they got him, um, and he was dominant. And it's uh, they just won't lose. Texas just won't lose in the postseason. And you know they've they've gotten pitching. Their offense we know is really good. Although they, you know, Verlander was really good against them. It's crazy that the number nine hitter is the only guy in the game that has multiple hits and he hits the home run. Um, but they, you know, Texas is rolling right now. And if they continue to get pitching like that for Montgomery and others, they're really tough to beat. Who was that? Tavares. Yes. It just seems like every once in a while you have that either in the championship series or the world series where the dude steps up. I call them bed bugs where they just like, who's this guy? And he comes through big time. So at least he did in game number one. Game two is today. So quick turnaround for the Rangers and the Astros tonight. It is, is it, I think it's an evening game, correct? Because the Phillies are playing as well today. What are the times in those games? If you uh, had that, I'm not sure. But you got Fromber Valdez going for Houston, and you got Nathan Evaldi going for Texas. Should be a pretty good pitchers matchup again. Yeah, Evaldi's postseason record is insane. Um, they are at three thirty-seven. So they're the afternoon game. Yep. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. You played night yesterday, and then you go Texas, Houston afternoon today. Then the Phillies will begin the National League Championship Series against the Diamondbacks in Philadelphia. Uh, and game one pitchers for that one will be a couple of Zacks, spelled differently. Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks, Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. Big game for you tonight, Zach. I know. <laughs> Zach's throwing out the first pitch. He's got to get the Philly real quick. Which one? Big. It's hard It's hard to choose which Zach to take at this point. <laughs> well, since you big, work with me, it's, it's a big, you know what you need to it's do. It's a big night for Zacks around the world. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I got a root for my Cowboys tonight, so it's, it's a big night. Doing more for Zach's than the last time we saw this much Zach Love was Zach Morris was on Saved by the Bell. Is Zach mm. Martin healthy? Zach Martin is healthy, yes. There we so you got yeah. Zach Martin as well. Yeah. And Zach Wilson got the win last Oh, yeah. Yesterday, so I mean, Zach's hey, are rolling. Listen. The Zach's are rolling. Zach's Too many Zach's, man. Listen, my Zach cash attack. up is Zachster 14. Just send that. Just if you want to give a love offering, just, just send it to my cash app, man. <laughs> I may go to Zach's P's. For lunch today, I don't know. I like I just feel like you I got could, it. I don't, it, is, it is International Zach We're Day. We're stretching now, Zaxby's, huh? National Zach Day today. Wow, uh, Memphis nine hundred one FC got crushed at New Mexico on Friday night, four to one. They finished the regular season fourteen wins, ten losses, ten draws. However, 
Louisville, their rival, one of their rivals at least, loses to Tampa Bay on Saturday, and that means 901 FC will host Louisville on Saturday this week at 5.30 in the first round of the USL championship playoff. So congratulations, I guess. <laughs> they kind of backed into a home game, but they will have one on Saturday. If you missed the uh, latest top 25 AP poll for college football, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, Washington 5, Oklahoma 6, Penn State 7, then Texas, Oregon, and undefeated North Carolina rounds out your top 10. Bama is 11th, Ole Miss 13th, the Rebels back in action this weekend as they'll take on Auburn on the Plains. Tennessee is 17th, LSU 19th, Mizzou is now 20th after their win at Kentucky, and Tulane in at number 23. You need that tough, reliable tractor to tackle those tough chores. Well, the folks at Mid-South Ag Equipment have just what you need with the Case IH Farm All Series of Tractors. That plus much, much more, including bush hog equipment and others that you'll find at Mid-South Ag Equipment, from new equipment to pre-owned equipment, service on your equipment. They'll take care of you at Mid-South Ag Equipment. Located just south just south of Collierville on Goodman Road. You can get to them easily if you take I-269 to the Goodman Road exit. They are just a half mile west. You'll also find them online, midsouthag.com. You can get a lot of information on what they have as far as inventory, special deals, and much, much more at Mid-South Ag Equipment. When we come back, our final segment, you still have a chance to get in a quick text or call if you'd like to at 901-360-8255. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio. We are Sports 56 and 98.5. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Witness the power. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. I've been roaming around, always looking down at all I see. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Ridgeway and 385 is where you'll find them. You can also find them online at acuramemphis.com on the website. Lots of information and all the do, all the different Acura models, including their new EVs that you can check out there on the website. You get a lot of information. You get the inventory of pre-owned vehicles as well, including those certified pre-owned Acuras that they've got. Of course, there's nothing like the in-person experience you get when you go Take a test drive and talk with the great folks at Acura of Memphis. Again, Ridgeway 385, go by. Take a test drive on those beautiful Acura automobiles. Always a great car buying experience when you deal with the folks at Acura of Memphis. All right, time to squeeze in our final call of the day. Our friend Keith on the Tigers. Hi, Keith. I'm going to be quick, Greg and Eli. How y'all doing? Doing good. All right, so the, the lines, Memphis line, they, they, did, <laughs> they matched up pretty good on offense and defense, but but now Silverfield has to realize he can't run the ball off tackle against that defense. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't have Memphis offensive line cannot open holes against that defense. There's no way. Right. And 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 uh, Hennigan needs to learn to just eat the ball sometimes. I mean, just either run it or just fall down. I mean, and pot the ball. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. I think you're. I think All you're right on with your points. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Look, Seth has made some. Poor decisions this year. You don't expect that from a third-year starting quarterback. He has. He's also been at times brilliant. He put up good numbers, but the one interception was certainly his fault. The second one was not. 
Uh, Rock Taylor just took his eyes off the ball. It was a little dump-off pass. It deflected perfectly to the two-lane player. But it is what it is. You can't make mistakes against good teams. I understand what uh, Keith was talking about as far as the running game is concerned. Still, the mystery was the whole deal with Blake Watson. We will find out more today at uh, Ryan's weekly presser. That'll be at 1130. I'll head over for that. And whatever he has to say, we'll have more on it tomorrow on the program. Uh, a couple of texts on the Tigers that we didn't get to earlier. Uh, one says, Hennigan is off, has been all season. I don't know if he's hurt or unhappy, but something is wrong. Uh, Wayne texted in, said, Silverfield is beginning to sound like that Saturday Night Live character as he tries to explain the Tigers' shortcomings. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Stuart Smiley. I think that's the guy's name, wasn't it? Stuart Smiley? Yes. By the way, Zach, uh, we were rattling off all the Zachs. Is your favorite uh, president of all time Zachary Taylor? You know, for a moment it was when I was younger because he had my name. But then after a while, it's like, okay, he's just a guy. So He's just a guy? Yeah. He's just one of he's only just, 40-something presidents he's, he's, of all time? He's just a Zach. He's just another then, Zach. He's who, only a Bill, and he's is, sitting here on Who Capitol. is your favorite Zach of all time? Zach off of the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's the reason why I, when I hyphenate my name as Zach, I spell it with a CK, and he was the reason why. And he was a he was the Black Power Ranger. Did you dress as him for Halloween any times? Did you? Were you the Black Mor- uh, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger? No. So that see see that's the crazy part. Like I like he he was my favorite Power Ranger, but I was more of a of a Red Ranger type of guy. A Red Ranger. Yeah. Was, are we talking about black, the color of his of his yeah, uniform? Yeah, he was the black Ranger. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I thought for a second, wait, are you talking about his skin color? Yeah, he was. So which one oh, he was. Like? He happened to be black, too. Which okay. one did you like? Red, The red one or the black one? I like the Red Ranger. But Zach was the Black Ranger, so it was like, okay, cool. The connection I, I from like the name. So, he, so now he's your favorite Zach of all time, but he's not even your favorite Power Ranger. No. There's a lot of good Power Rangers, my friend. Yeah, there is. I did. I, I've, I've never watched the Power Rangers in my life, but I, so I don't. I, Nor have I. But this is all them. completely foreign to me. I know. I would have never. I had no idea what was named Zach. What yeah. are the other ones' names? The Black Ranger was uh, the black guy. Was the Black Ranger? So it was. It was kind of. I, I was. I was hoping like we could get a Black Zach as a. He didn't have like a regular a name Ranger. though. What are the other names? What the Mighty Morphin? Yeah. yeah. Was it Trini, Billy, Jason, and Kimberly, and Tommy? You sound like exactly. you're questioning whether or not exactly. you're right on that. You weren't demonstrative in rattling them off. You should well, know them like the back to make of your sure hand. Which which season? We're talking about. <laughs> All right, so I was well, thinking of the original. I got one you. And then the, I got the, you. Uh, they changed. They recast that. Early line for the Memphis UAB game this Saturday in Birmingham. Tigers favored by four and a half. Memphis by four and a half on the road at UAB. We'll have much more to talk about as far as Tigers football is concerned tomorrow. Along with Tigers basketball, we'll see if they squeak into the top 25. The AP men's basketball preseason poll comes out today at 11 a.m. I don't think so, but I think they will absolutely get some support. Connor O'Gara will join us tomorrow from Saturday down south to talk college football. Jeff Crane from the University of Memphis will have our weekly Rhodes Athletics segment with Rich Duncan, their head coach. Humdinger's trivia. It's all coming up on the program Tomorrow, I want to thank Barrett Salee for joining us on the program today. Well, and friends on Sports 56 is coming up next for Eli Savoy and for Zach, the Power Ranger Boyd. I'm Greg Gaston. Have a great day, everybody.